Welcome to the Nach Daily, a Congregation Ahavas Torah initiative. Yesterday, we saw the Shimshon origin story, and today, with Parak Yudalad, we will see the first of three Prakim dealing with Shimshon's life and career, if you can call it that. We are told that Shimshon sets his eye on a plishti woman. This is not Delila or Delilah, who we will uh, we'll see later on. That's the more well-known uh, plishti woman with whom Shimshon has a relationship. But this is the woman from Timnasa. Shimshon marries this woman despite his parents' disapproval, though it's not quite vehement disapproval. Uh, and then during the days of feasting, celebrating the wedding, Shimshon presents some of his guests with a riddle. And this riddle is also connected to a wager. If the guests are able to answer uh, Shimshon's riddle, then they will. Uh, then Shimshon will owe them some money, some fine materials and such. And if they fail to answer the riddle, then they will owe that to Shimshon. The men, these guests, obviously not caring to go easy on the new chassan, actually force Shimshon's new wife to betray him and uh, force her to find out the answer and then uh, deliver the answer to them, which she then goes and she does. Shimshon is very upset once they're able to guess the answer to his riddle. And as a result, he kills uh, 30 plishtim and uses their, uh, th- their goods, their wares, their materials in order to now pay back this, uh, the guests for this wager. And then we learn that his wife ends up in the hands of another man, and that's the end of the Perek. One prominent theme in this Perek, and in Shimshon's narratives beyond this Perek, in the next uh, several Prakim, is that of betrayal. Pretty much everyone betrays each other at some point. B'nai Yisrael betray Shimshon. Shimshon's plishti consorts, his wives, are always betraying him. In this, in this situation, and to a certain degree, the guests betray uh, Shimshon's uh, new wife. There's a lot of betrayal. There's a lot of uh, stabbing in the back. People cannot be counted on. And one interesting and I think extremely important question is, does Shimshon betray the people of Israel by intermarrying? Allow me to explain. Because the question hangs on a critical and ambiguous pasuk in this parak. We are told that Shimshon wants to take a plishti wife, right, going back to the beginning of this parak, and his parents express their kind of tepid resistance. And then in verse Dalit in, in pasuk 4, we are told, Ve'aviv ve'imau lo yod'u ki hashemhi. His parents didn't know that this was part of a grand divine plan, that this had come from Hashem. For he sought a pretext against the plishtim. And so here is the million dollar question. Do you capitalize the H in the word he from that pasuk? I'll read it again. His parents don't know that he is uh, that 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 it's from Hashem that he's meant to marry a plishti, for he sought a pretext against the plishtim. plishtim. He sought. Who is he? Is it that we capitalize the H, and the he is talking about God? Hashem wanted a pretext for Shimshon to wreak havoc on the plishtim, 
So he had this woman catch Shimshon's eye, knowing that he wouldn't resist and knowing that ultimately things would not work out, and Shimshon would kill Plishtim, as ends up happening in this story. Is that what's going on here? Hashem wanted this all to unfold, but Shimshon is essentially unaware? Or do we lowercase, do we, do we write the he in this pasuk with a lowercase h, and we say he, Shimshon, sought a pretext against the Plishtim? Meaning Shimshon is knowingly, perhaps as part of a divine mandate given to him explicitly, he's knowingly going to find a Plishti wife, and that's kind of his deep cover, so that he can then go and kill Plishtim when things go south with this marriage, knowing that they will. And it won't seem like a political attack, just like a local argument that spins out of control. So, you see, what hangs in the balance here is a hugely different understanding of Shimshon and potentially everything that comes after this. Is Shimshon an object or a subject? Is he acted on and manipulated to make trouble for the Plishtim without having true agency and awareness? Is he an object? Is he just this kind of absolute hulk, uh, you know, hurricane of an individual that Hashem lets loose on the Plishtim? Or is Shimshon a mastermind of his own havoc? given a task and the tools to complete it, fully the subject of his own destiny with complete agency. And even if you say this kind of second reading, you might say that at some point he crosses a, a bridge too far and uh, he, he himself kind of flies off the rails. But nonetheless, I do think it's possible to trace two dramatically different and far-reaching interpretations of Shimshon to this one question of an uppercase or a lowercase h. That's it for today. Chazak ve'amatz and happy learning.